Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Patriot Strong. As you can see, uh, Pfizer whistleblower Melissa McAtee is back with me. We are going to jump into uh, part two of our interview. If you haven't seen the first episode, please go back and watch it. It's something that you guys all need to know, you need to share. Um, and I'm really excited for this episode and for the rest of our interview. Um, grab your pen and paper, take notes, because it's going to be really good. I already know. Melissa, welcome back, and thank you so much for joining me again. Hi, thanks for having me back again. I still have more to say, so. So much more. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't wait to get into it and pick up where we left off, so by all means. All right, I would like to show some more here. Um, this is a video I took uh, my last day in the plant. This is the same day I found the documents. Um, I, as quality, we walked the entire plant every day, just about. Um, and I had previously walked this route and there had not been any blacked out windows yet. But this day there were blacked out windows. There's, um, here you can see one that I'm passing on a sliding door. Here you can see oh, another wow. one. And another one um, that was blacked out. The lights were on in the rooms. Um, and then I turn the corner here to show that there's a window that isn't blocked out here, which is called a tank room. But there was, as you could see right about here, this is the door that concerned me a little bit because it was a group lead office, which is where paperwork mainly gets done for the batches. And they need to be seen at all times. They've hammered into our heads since the day I was hired under Hospira 10 years ago that you have to be seen at all times. Um, I saw a supervisor in the room. I went immediately into that group lead office to question the people in there as to why their windows were blacked out. And I asked a supervisor or a um, quality operations professional, they're kind of a higher up person. I asked him, I said, hey, why are these windows getting blacked out down here? And he said, that's so the FDA doesn't see me sleeping when they come for their audit next week or their tour next week. And I didn't laugh. Right. And I just said, nice integrity. And he got kind of flustered that, you know, I didn't jump on board with the joke and kind of just walked away. And then I leave and I see another manager around the corner who's like kind of over that area. So I said, hey, and it was just me and him in the hallway. It was kind of a dead day um, for other people. And I asked him, I said, hey, do you know why they're blocking out these windows? And he said, for light testing, I think, because it's the only thing that you're allowed to tint the windows, not black out the windows. You're allowed to tint them. A tint, when you put your face up to it or you even get close to it, you can see in the room still. Sure. Um, but <laughs> blackout, can't see anything. Like, it's like a black tint, like black, just can't see. And I said, um, in a group lead office, because that's not where you do light testing. For one, you're not authorized to, and two, there's not sufficient lighting, uh, sufficient space, su sufficient equipment, period. In the other rooms, one of them was a room that was in non-operation. And so I said, they can't light test in that room either. It's a empty fill room is essentially what it was where they would fill vancomycin a lot of the time. And, but it had been empty for like a year. So they were doing things like rework in it, which is when they like maybe unstack trays or clean vials, you know, do different things like that. So I said, they wouldn't be doing that in there. So why the blacked out windows? Mm -hmm. 
and he kind of looked around he kind of looked around and was like, well, the FDA comes next week for like their final inspection kind of thing. And I was like, okay, that's what I was suspecting myself. So thank you. And then I walked away, went and finished my job for the, what I was down there for. And um, I noticed that for some reason, um, the it wasn't a COVID batch room. Now that's what's weird, but it is in the main hallway where the FDA walks through. So that was a little odd, I thought, and considering, like I, I think I said in the last interview, how um, when it was originally Hospira and Pfizer bought it in 2015, we noticed a huge difference yes. in dealing with the FDA. It used to be totally transparent, and it just wasn't anymore, and so they literally, like every year, they seem to escalate how they deal with the FDA. So like this year, or that year, 2021, it was, they placed supervisors at every um, cross point in the halls with clipboards. And may I say, they're the mean supervisors, the one people don't like to deal with. And they'd sit there and tell you, you can't go down this hallway. You need to take the long way around. They would even have you walk through warehouse, which was a no-no. We weren't supposed to do that in our clean clothes because you have right. to be in clean clothes to be down there. They would have you walk through the warehouse and just tell you to change your scrubs so that you'd avoid coming into contact with the FDA. They would stand in the locker room and say, hey, the FDA is going to be here in two minutes. You need to get out. Just in the locker room, you know? Wow. And, yeah. And so that was all really bothersome. And I wanted to point that out. I think Project Veritas mentioned that um, in my interview with the fetal cell lines, but it was a pretty big deal. Like, you have to be seen at all times. You could be with controlled drugs, and you have to be seen at all times. Because yes, people abuse working with controlled drugs. They steal, they use, it's happened. And so that's like a big no-no essentially to work there. Um, I would also like to show this PowerPoint uh, slides here because I was saying this a while ago and I felt like other people weren't hearing it was they did say further study is required to understand the following, whether the vaccine protects against asymptomatic infection and transmission to unvaccinated persons. So right here, we knew that they hadn't fully studied it. And this was, um, I believe this PowerPoint was around August of 2021. Okay. It could have been July. <laughs> Interesting. Still after mandating it. Over here, we can see the symptomatic COVID. Um, now, please forgive me, it's been a while since I've been in stuff like this uh, in school, but mRNA-1273 vaccine, N equals 14,550. Placebo equals, or N equals 14,598. And then symptomatic COVID-19-11, placebo, 185. Severe covid zero placebo 30. Now, I don't really know if this is saying that zero people who people who had the vaccine were had severe COVID were zero and there was 30 in the placebo, or if they're saying there was zero vaccines given to people with severe COVID. Okay. So that this is a little interesting up for interpretation here, what they were saying here. Um, but right here, they admitted that they hadn't tested for asymptomatic infection or transmission yet. What were we told? 
from the day one when they yep. man, when they made the healthcare workers get this, they made it a big thing. Um, what did Christians hear from other supposed Christians that if you love your neighbor, you will get this to protect the elderly and to protect the immunocompromised, right? Like that's just what we were told. But they didn't even they never. Here's the thing: they may not blatantly lie, but they don't tell the truth either. They right. let you. It's like they just let people say what they want to say, and if it's it's whatever. It's just kind of what they do. They they don't correct it like the uh, aborted fetal cell lines that we oh, that yeah, I reviewed yeah. the Project Veritas. They never defended whether they were or weren't. But there was a Catholic news station where a doctor came on there and specifically told hundreds of thousands of people Pfizer's vaccine is different because they used no aborted fetal cells in the development. So what did they do, including my grandparents? they ran and got it because they thought it was special, right? They had no reason to not get it. Well, um, after my uh, whistleblow came out, literally the next day, those people had that doctor back on to kind of, you know, clear his statement up, you know, whatever he wanted to make. And he said, we were obviously fooled. I was fooled. Um, I apologize. He was like, but we were all misled by them. And that's shown in the emails that they were intentfully doing that not telling the truth to people. They were doing that with intent. And if they're not going to tell us the truth on something that's quote unquote common knowledge, what are they hiding from, from us that aren't common knowledge? Right. And you know, something that's interesting, just going back to, um, you know, the asymptomatic versus those, you know, whatever. I, uh, the, I was a kindergarten teacher for uh, close to nine years, maybe eight and a half and was fired for not getting the vaccine and not testing weekly. Because I was unvaccinated, they made a policy that all unvaccinated employees had to test weekly. And I sent in emails and emails with all of the facts about the swabs and the ethylene oxide and everything like that. Um, you know, every, every question that I had, our HR person would say, oh yeah, we're gonna send that to our health and safety team, but we'll get back to you. Uh, they never did. Um, literally a year ago, I think last week, I was placed on administrative leave and then fired for not taking the vaccine and um, not testing weekly because, you know, I'm not going to test for something that I'm not showing something that it just didn't make any sense. Yes. Don't, don't sacrifice your moral integrity for a job. Yeah, exactly. About, mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, the Bible warned us about that, you know, don't, cho don't choose this world over anything, you know, choose what is right by the spirit and everything. And I knew a little later, obviously, at first, I, I mean, I worked there, I never right. thought Pfizer was capable of something like this. So it's not like I thought, oh, they're planning mass genocide of some kind, or, you know, th that never crossed my mind. And I honestly thought the conspiracy theories were quote, like, well, I thought they were crazy at first, but then I started to just notice things getting weird and my coworkers noticed it. Very few never said anything. Some people ran out and got it right away um, before we started making it. But then when we started making it, I had vaccine regret or um, just great distrust in the company. A lot of people left after I did. Um, some are still there. Some of them are single moms and they feel they have no choice, you know, but um, Pfizer hadn't mandated it to its employees when I was still there, but they did the ne next week and yeah. um, after I left. And 
I thought, great, you know, because I knew they were going to give into the peer pressure because an article had just come out like the day before I found the documents about Pfizer doesn't even mandate it to its employees, you know, and so I knew it was coming. And then they were denying religious exemptions. And I wish I had a picture of this. I really do. I have it somewhere. I just need to find it is one of my friends filed a religious exemption and it was denied. So they were just going to get it. And when they went to get it, they received a paper that they had to sign. And the, it said that Pfizer in no way is making me do this. I'm doing this by my own free will. Um, I am not being pressured or enticed to do this, you know, and I just wow. thought it was so funny. I'm like, don't you dare sign that. I'm like, cause it's a blatant lie. Yeah. And then after my whistleblow came out, they were like, crap, now we can't deny the religious exemptions <laughs> because that's what most people were doing was they were using the aborted fetal cell line argument. But unfortunately those are used in other vaccines. So like, let's say you re re the last flu shot you received was five years ago and it contained or used the use of um, aborted fetal cells. And that was your religious exemption reason. They could say, well, you got that one so you can get this one. Yeah. Even though you may not have been born again, you may not have been a Christian then and known better, doesn't matter to them. But after my whistleblow, they changed that, thank goodness. And then they changed it to testing for the unvaccinated, like what happened with you, um, which is discrimination. And in my opinion, breaks HIPAA laws. Because yeah. not, not only do they know you're not vaccinated, but they can treat you different. And that's another thing. Um, it's funny that you said that they had your your friend signed something. Um, I was no longer with the company at that time, but they also had every un, un, unvaccinated employee who was made to test weekly sign something that said the exact same thing. And I wish so much that I could get a lawyer involved. Um, I, it's I just harassment. Don't, I don't. I don't know those people, but I wish that I could because it's so unfair. I tried to help some people. And the people that I did help that used my reasonings, because my reasons weren't the aborted fetal cell lines, they would have been the uh, Genesis 6 and Revelation 18.23. Those would have been my um, religious exemption reasons, the Genesis 6 being the contamination of God's image of the DNA of humankind with the fallen angels, yes. the sons of God. And then um, I'm sure all of your viewers know about Revelation 18.23, the pharmakia is what leads the world astray in the end times. So um, when they would respond to that, one of, um, I didn't see this um, response. My friend told me about it was they used that reason, but then Pfizer wanted a signed consent form from their pastor yep. that the entire congregation wouldn't be receiving the vaccine. That is absolutely insane. We're not a cult. Some are cults, <laughs> but we're not right. a cult. Christians aren't usually in a cult. Um, we can't make other believers do or not do something so that the pastor won't sign that because he can't say, hey, I'm, you can't come to my church if you are or aren't vaccinated, you know, right. it's just crazy. And so I'm just thankful that I was out of there when all that was going on because I probably would not have been very nice. Yeah, um, obviously absolutely. I wouldn't have been for the testing. And what's crazy with the testing is you didn't get results right away. Right. So let's say you're asymptomatic and you're coming to work, which, you know, I don't really believe asymptomatic's a thing, but you're asymptomatic and you come to work, you get tested, you don't find out for six days, but you've been coming to work six days. Yeah. What was the point of it all then? You know what I mean? And, you know, even in our inserts, it said um, 
false like false positives or negatives may be and may like if you get one of these results you still need to confirm with a doctor at a doctor's appointment that you do or do not have this so like do what's the point of testing then okay. if you still have to go to a doctor to get tested with you know medical devices that aren't even eua which that's what ours was the the yes. tests that they had given us to um do this weekly, they weren't even emergency use authorized yet. And I don't even think that they still are. And you know, at Pfizer, we're uh, aseptically trained, which means sterile. We have to learn how to be sterile when we gown up into our uh, into certain gowning um, to deal with the product. Because some rooms you have to be aseptic. I was not aseptic. Um, the highest I went to was... Um, grade C gowning, which is like not the cleanest, like it goes A through D. And so like, but I had to still be sterile to an extent, right? And with masks, um, because in some parts of the job, you have to wear a mask and they tell you, you have to wash your hands or sanitize your hands. You cannot touch the mask part that goes over your face. You have to only touch the loops that go behind your ears. You can only touch the nose bridge to clamp it down. And you can't touch it. If you have to touch it, you have to sanitize your hands first. Um, they're only good for up to three hours at most. And if they get wet or sweaty with spit or something, like if they get wet, they're no longer sanitary. And so Pfizer is just so comical to me that they know that. And yet we were mandated to wear the masks. And do you really think anybody wears them correctly or that anybody, because right. the second that you touch them, the second that you get them wet and spit on them or that you put it in your pocket, then put it back on, it's rendered useless. Yep. And the mask boxes at Pfizer said does not prevent against COVID-19 on the boxes. Yeah. So it's like, it was just all of this massive psychosis of brainwashing people into like a security blanket. To make someone else feel better, it seems like, that doesn't know any better. Yeah, and that's so true, too, though, because, you know, um, even the company that I worked for, they required five and up to wear them and recommended two, okay, two yes. years old and up um, to keep them on as long as they can. You know, these are toddlers. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine how that would have gone. Yeah, and, you know, really just, just bringing up so, so much. Like, these people, they... Like, it's like they don't even know, you know, common sense, uh, you know, toddlers that sneeze and if they have snotty noses, they're just inhaling all the toxins that they try to, uh, you know, get rid of from their body eight hours a day. Like, they just have no common sense. They're just, you know, following the science and the science is money. And the science was wrong. Like, it was so wrong. I am not the smartest person, okay? And I knew... From the get-go, things weren't matching up. Yep. And even people that I knew in the medical field were buying into this fake science. And I'm like, guys, like, common sense, go back just five years ago, man. Like, just five years ago. Like, I, it, it just made me so sad to see so many people bow down to it. Um, but I would like to show um, another thing that I thought was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. This um, PowerPoint slide here, um, it says it was last edited on July 27th, 2021, but the original link here, COVID-19 vaccination safety update, says February 26, 21. So I mm -hmm. think that's when it was originally made. 
Here it's talking about VAERS accepts all report from everyone, regardless of the plausibility of vaccine causing the event or clinical seriousness of the event as hypotheses generating system. VAERS identifies potential vaccine safety concerns that can be studied in more robust data systems. We now know that um, VAERS is like what, 1% accurate, right? Right. <laughs> or something like that. Because but only so many this- people even submit it. Yes, and this is what Pfizer knew by at the latest here, February 26th. Down here at the bottom, it says total pre-processed reports received through February 16th. So as soon as February wow. 16th, 2021, so like what, three months after the vaccines roll out, right? Around there, um, that it rolls out. They knew that Pfizer and Moderna's vaccine had um, this many serious, non-serious and in here. That is crazy. They, that's a crazy amount. They knew that. And that's in just a few months. And here wow. you can see that the, the um, serious AEs here, which says 6,081. It says, based on the code of federal regulations, if one of the following is reported, death, life-threatening illness, hospitalization, or prolonged nation of hospitalization, permanent disability, congenital ab anatomy or birth defect that's what has to categorize here under the serious k and wow. look at pfizer and look pfizer's was much higher than moderna's and then they say non-serious which to me well what's non-serious right to you exactly. non-serious to the person it's happening to which i if i remember correctly i just watched somebody who talked about that miscarriages uh uh qualified under non-serious now i don't know how true wow. that is, but that's what it says. Yeah. That's interesting. Because it was a problem, but it heals itself. You don't always have to carry the miscarriage. You can, you know, that's wow. their logic. Nice. That it's not something that'll left you lifelong. Yes. So they definitely knew that. Let's see. And I also have, I think I have another PowerPoint slide on here that I thought was very um, interesting show here the target populations did I talk about that no not yet okay so this powerpoint is from a category that was about just specifically mRNA and COVID-19 okay um here in the bottom left hand one is the one I like to talk about um and you can see they say confidential at the bottom this is a private training powerpoint or, you know, meeting, like it would be only certain people could see this. Hmm. It says target population, trial populations. And here where you can see these letters, they're kind of overlapping and you can't read them. It didn't look like that when I took this screenshot of the desktop. So I don't know if that's like something they have encoded where it messes up the numbers or if it, I don't know. But down here, it says the target populations are non-studied populations, children, pregnant women, and the immunocompromised subjects. Now, what alerted me when I saw this one was why doesn't it say like poor countries or impoverished nation? You know, something that implied like maybe a poor person couldn't like that. Those are people I thought, okay, because I showed these to people after I found them and my mom suggested Maybe those are just people who can't receive the vaccine yet. And so that's their target. They want to get them to. And I thought, okay, but then why the non-studied populations? I I could see that if it was just children, pregnant women, and immunocompromised, because at one point they couldn't receive it, remember? 
Right. Yeah. So to me, I was like, that would make sense if it wasn't the non-studied populations. To me, that 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 means people who aren't being watched closely. <laughs> like that's yeah. almost just how I read that. Um, and then over here on the right, I still don't really get what they mean by this is no need to be COVID-19 naive to get vaccine. 545 participating participants in the BNT the trial were COVID-19 convalescent and did not show higher AE prevalence. AE is adverse event. So why? Wow. <laughs> I have no idea on that one either. Like, they, and I have yet to get explanations on this. You think if Pfizer was innocent, right? Because there's no way they aren't watching, watching what I'm in. There's no way that they aren't keeping track of what I'm showing. You think they'd want to defend themselves if they had nothing to hide. Right. Um, and I don't know why they're not. Um, this other document I have here is a Word document. And um, you can see here in this little box, Wuhan. Now it's talking about uh, worldwide medical and safety, global medical information, country business continuity supplement. Now, this is, remember, this is in the Pfizer database that I found this but it's citing Wuhan, China. Hmm. You can see in this little box here, Pfizer Wuhan, meaning this is a Pfizer research and development lab in Wuhan, okay? And its address is 666 Gaoxin Avenue, East Lake High Tech in Wuhan. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. And something else that was interesting is if you look on this second page over here, Get the facts about business disruption event. The BCM leader will be responsible for obtaining the immediate facts about a business interruption event. Based upon the event, information will be provided by different sources. Once notified of an event, collect the following information. Type and scope of disrupt, disruption, expected duration of the event, urgency of response, potential impact to business. And then down here at the bottom in the important, never talk to the media. <laughs> the Pfizer communication group will be responsible for all media relations. These are the people speaking in the emails that I, re wow. I have revealed. Please refer to the following Pfizer internet site when needing to contact colleagues within the Pfizer communications group. It's just so odd to me. The language in this. And right. that, you know, Pfizer had a research and development lab that was 666 in Wuhan, which where did this come from again? Exactly. And notice, yeah. And notice Pfizer uh, confidential down at the bottom. So again, you know, it's like, what, what are they trying to hide? If, if they are trying to do good by the population, why confidential? Why are they trying to hide so much? And that still isn't something that really makes sense to me, you know? And I know everything is coming out and everybody is being more, um, you know, introduced or awake to all of this stuff. But there are still people that line up to get their booster. And then there's the flu shots that are being introduced right now. And those also have the mRNA in them. And uh, you they're know, very well can, and they don't have to tell us. They don't have to tell us when they change that. That's so ridiculous. I've always just, I've never really understood it. The whole purpose of um, not being transparent if you're doing nothing wrong, right? Right. I mean, we all basically have to follow that rule of thumb. Why don't they? 
It's it's sick. It's disgusting. And, you know, they're going to continue to get away with all of this if if something doesn't change. But it takes people like you who are, you know, risking a lot. You know, people might not think that it's risking a lot or putting your neck out there, but you are every single day, every interview that you do sharing these documents. So I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful that you you know, have the courage to, to share and you are doing good by humanity and you are doing good in God's eye. And that's all that matters. Well, I really appreciate it. Like until recently, I have felt like I, I went through a phase of like depression, but not depression in the sense of like suicidal or, you know, self-loathing, anything like that. It's just like, was it worth it? You know, kind of question because like people around me were still getting boosters there are people in my family that I love that haven't watched a single interview. They just don't want to think or talk about it, you know, but I've been kind of rejuvenated, I guess I could say and revived that I feel like maybe there's still hope that I can still get through to where at least people won't be getting the boosters, you know, like I can try, you know, I can do what I can, but Pfizer is just so deceptive. Um, some, one last thing I kind of want to show you while we have time is this document here. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. So this is an an email sent to me and all my other colleagues. I received this on February 23rd, 2021. It says, it's basically talking about Pfizer social media policy. Okay. And I got in trouble with this. I had a Pfizer lawyer call me because of the stuff I was sharing on Facebook. Okay. So I, this is why, you know, the Pfizer is very secretive. I have found out and I didn't know it till COVID came because it used to be, they wanted you to tell people you work there. They wanted you to refer people up to there, you know, but then it kind of turned to, you know, don't talk to anybody. They do want you to identify yourself as a Pfizer colleague in any social media post. By the way, they're also talking about showing that you received your vaccine. They wow. say we, we are gratified as I have to see colleagues sharing news and photos of their COVID-19 vaccinations. I realize this may also create uh, questions about when and where and how it is appropriate to share social media posts about the Pfizer administered vaccinations. So that's what they're talking about here. Consider using identifying hashtags such as Pfizer colleague or Pfizer proud. Do not share opinions about the vaccine or provide medical advice such as recommending others get it or not get it. Do receive their permission before sharing recognizable images of other colleagues, vaccine administrators, or other healthcare professionals. Do take care to protect yours and others' personal information. Do follow all adverse event reporting requirements consistent with corporate policy 903. This includes reporting side effects they may experience related to the Pfizer product or that they learn from another person or that they learn from another person that they learned, I don't know what that means, experienced, including information you received in response to your social media posts, consider limiting discussions about vaccine side effects on social media in order to minimize receiving reports and triggering reporting obligations. Do not solicit comments or questions from your friends or followers about your vaccination. Do refer all questions about the vaccine to the Pfizer website. One example, and they give the website, Do not engage in debates or heated exchanges, including with those that may be anti-vax, in quotes there. 
do handle all media inquiries in accordance with Pro corporate policy 409. If you receive an inquiry from a reporter, contact Pfizer Media Relations. Well. And I got in trouble because um, I was obviously speaking out <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And, you know, um, they don't want anybody to know the truth. So, like, why people are still getting vaccines and, you know, especially the flu vaccination, um, whenever it has been, you know, reported that they are also including the mRNA is beyond me. Yep. It, and they just, from the get-go, when, like I said, when Pfizer or when COVID really started to hit, everything changed. They heightened security around this vaccine a lot. Um, this, this drug is not a controlled drug, meaning it is not something that can be used as an abusive substance like morphine or different drugs that we produce. And the security was more for the COVID vaccine than for those drugs almost. Wow. Like the only difference I would say is technically all the controlled drugs need to be locked away in the vault when they're done being dealt with. But with the COVID vaccines, what we would do is it went straight. As soon as a pallet was finished from filling, it would go directly, that pallet would go directly to light inspection, which is where I come in and I second check the machine's work and make sure it caught all the defects. Then once the pallet got full from there and we as quality were done with it and we gave it the okay, it would go to packaging. From packaging, it was immediately packed and from straight from packaging, it went straight to the dry ice for shipping the leave. Wow. So there really was no time for it to just sit, if you know what I'm saying. Right unlike that controlled product where there's less of a rush at it and it has to sit there sometimes, in which case people like a CDA, a controlled drug agent like I was, you had to sit there and watch the product to make sure nobody came to try to steal it. Exactly. But, you know, people just need to really look into it. I'm sure there is so much more that you have to share. Um, as always, you are always invited back on. Where can people reach you or donate to you? I know you have a Give, Send, Go, and I would love to share that with my audience. Yes, um, I have a Give, Send, Go. It's givesendgo.com forward slash Pfizer whistleblower. Um, I have a TikTok that's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-K-A-Y, McAtee, M-C-A-T-E-E. -E. Um, if you don't have the app, don't get it, um, but I'm on there. And my Instagram is Melissa McAtee 92 And I post when I can. Um, I'm really trying to make sure everybody gets to see the images and stuff I have. Um, but, you know, censorship's real, so. It sure is. Um, I will add all of those. You guys, in case you didn't get them, I'll put them up on the screen. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I hope to talk to you again. There's still so much more and we could go for hours and hours down all of this. Um, you know, thank you so much for what you do and for continuing to speak up. Um, it's, it's really paying off. It really is. You know, so many people have watched your interviews. I was just rewatching the one with Nino today. It has almost 23,000 views. Um, that one alone. And, you know, so many people are just being woken up because you are speaking truth and behalf on everybody thank you so much like you are so loved and so appreciated and I appreciate you taking the time for sharing all of this information and more thank you very much for having people like me on so that we can 
share the truth. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love Mikey's a dream sheet. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.